today on CityCast Chicago. I know we don't usually come to you on the weekend, but this week we learned Gloria Allen, a.k.a. Mama Gloria, has died at the age of 76. She was an icon in Chicago's trans community for decades and was at the forefront of fighting for trans people. To honor her memory, we want to reshare our conversation with Mama Gloria from December. It's Saturday, June 18th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Mama Gloria's family came to Chicago in the late 1940s, first landing in Hyde Park before moving to Bronzeville. And then she went to Inglewood High School. A warning, this interview includes descriptions of sexual violence. Back in those days, uh, trans, never heard of them. You know, I didn't know what a trans word was. All I knew was the the word was uh, sissy. That's all I knew, you know. So going to Inglewood High School, here I am. I'm in a strange atmosphere. And uh, the teachers weren't very friendly to gay people. I remember a couple of teachers that didn't like me, and uh, basically I didn't like them either. They just laughed and talked about me and embarrassed me in front of my classmates and everything. That was a, a disaster for me because the boys would see this, grown people acting that way towards me, And it just gave them even more license to do it themselves. Yeah. At this point, this would have been, what, the the early 60s? Yes. You're getting it from the students, the teachers. During that time, were you, did you present yourself as gay? Do you present as a young woman in school? Well, uh, you know, I consider myself a girl, but I couldn't dress like a girl because I would have been murdered right then and there on the spot. But uh, in the neighborhood that I lived in, 59th and uh, State, everybody in that neighborhood protected me because I was a product of the neighborhood. They basically saved me because it was so many a gay people being murdered back then. And uh, they would find them in the alleys, in the dumpsters, throats cut, uh, beat to death. And uh, in the park, I wasn't allowed to go to the park because they would catch me and kill me in the park. So I didn't go. It really was a horrible time for me. After you graduated, you you started to get involved in what was then known as as Chicago's sissy ball scene. Yes. My mother was in show business. My mother was a professional dancer and a model. So she knew a bunch of people that were in that lifestyle. And she would come home and talk with me about it because she knew who I was and what 
I was going to turn out to be. So the girls got a chance to cut up and the guys too to have a good time. I mean, it was a spectacle within itself. You know, the horse-drawn carriages, you know, going to the ball scene and oh, damn. Uh, uh, gladiators dressed up like gladiators carrying the girls, you know, to the ball. Mm-hmm. And they were professional people. They were school teachers, uh, social workers. But the ball scene was the scene that they could be themselves, you know, yeah. put on a dress or or whatever and go to the ball and just have a great time. In the documentary, you you talked about not only going into the ball scene and feeling that connection with the community. Uh, at one point, you said when you when you started to live as a woman full time, you described it by saying that George stepped out of my body and went about his business. Yes. So I told my mother, I said, uh, I don't want to live as George anymore. And she said, well, how are you going to go about that? And I said, well, I'm going to uh, throw a party for George. It's a going away party. George has got to go on about his business and let Gloria come front. My mother and grandmother baked me a cake. And they said, well, George is gone. We're going to miss George. But we welcoming Gloria and we love Gloria. On one hand, you you talk about this world that is so cruel and so disgusting and, and so vile. And yet in your neighborhood and in your household, you were so fortunate to to have the support of your mother and your grandmother. And it's, it's just such a beautiful story to hear, because I know you've talked to so many people who who didn't have that support. No, it was a lot of them that didn't have that support. And I would just cringe when they would tell me about what was going on in their household. I would hear other people telling me that their mother's boyfriends would uh, rape them and stuff like that. And uh, I remember when I got raped, it was a disgusting, ugly thing for me. You know, I hated men. I hated them, you know, because they took something from me. I didn't know these guys. They went to the same school I went to, and uh, they would bother me and taunt me all the time and then they finally went through with it and it was an ugly moment in my life where I didn't want to live. I didn't want to be on the face of the earth because they took away my joy. What helped you move through that? 
Uh, my mother and grandmother and my great aunt, I realized, you know, that, hey, I got to start loving myself. And I did. I started loving myself. And my mother always told me, she said, if you don't love yourself, how do you expect other people to gonna feel about you? If you don't love yourself and care about yourself, nobody else is gonna do it. You know, she said, because I'm not gonna always be here. It's one of the things that you you talk to people who uh, attend your charm school. Like the, the idea of it is not simply about teaching young trans people how to present themselves for the acceptance of others. It really is about teaching them ways to love themselves. The charm school was my baby. The charm school was um, at the center on Halsted. And these young trans girls were coming in and a bell went off in my head said, they need some charm. It changed their lives. Some of them went on back to school because I've always stressed out education, get your education. And then I taught them how to dress, you know, for success. And I would sit and listen to them. They would sit and listen to me. So it was a collaboration. Did any of them ever push back and say, you know, it shouldn't matter how we dress or how we look. We should be we should be treated with respect and decency regardless. Yes, but I had this knack about myself. I could win them over, and I did. <laughs> I did. You know, I've been through what you going through now. I've been down that road too. You see it earlier. You're not a young woman anymore, and that's one of the reasons you're, you're maybe not teaching at charm school. What does it mean to be a trans woman in her 70s? Ooh, <laughs> that is so, it, for me, it's fantastic. I, <laughs> I, I look at it, you know, because um, I'm uh, 76 years old. I just have a joyful heart, you know, and my heart keeps me young. I'll put it that way. And what message do you want to send to young trans women uh, who are coming into their own, be, who, 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 who feel like they might not be able to see 70? What, what do you want them to know? Life can be beautiful but you have to make it beautiful. You know, when God made you and made me, he didn't make no mistake. You know, he didn't say that everybody's gonna be the same and he wants us to be safe. And people that hate the transgender people, if you don't like God's work, then it's something definitely wrong with you. You know, mm. that's the way I look at it. Mama Gloria is now streaming on PBS. Check out the documentary, learn about the legend. Again, thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Have a good day and happy holidays to you all.
Mama Gloria was a fixture at the center on Halstead, where you can also donate or get involved. I got links for you in the show notes. We're back in your feeds on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Peace.